ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Daily Dimensions Podcast. As always, I am your host, Smitty, back with another one, man. And today I'm joined by my longtime friend, brother, like just all around confidant, everything, man, my boy, Nicholas Tullick, the assistant strength and conditioning coach for the University of Arkansas football team, man. Sir, Welcome sir. to the show. How you feeling, man? What's going on, man? I'm doing all right. I'm um, glad we was we was finally to, able to get you in here, man. I know you've been busy. You've been all over the country doing busy. your thing. Busy, man. Winning finally, bowl games. Finally got some time off. You, you know. know. Decided to come through back to back to where it all began. I appreciate you, man. You know, we we definitely. <laughs> I remember being in a chat, and every time you would come back, we'd be like, "Yo, interview." Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, man, I got you." And it'd be mad peer pressure in the chat. It'd be like, "Tullik, why don't you give him an interview? Give him an interview." See the thing, when you, listen, <laughs> when you come back, you don't have a lot of time. You have like maybe like a week at most. So you got to divide your time amongst everybody. And yeah. And being married, I got to split the time between two families. Yeah, you got even less time. Even less time. Yeah. So, I don't know. It just it just worked out good this time. Man, today worked out perfect. Everything just worked out where everybody I was supposed to see. The stars aligned yeah, on that Yeah, I one. seen everybody like today, so it worked out. All right, man. So, you know, we want to – I like to start with the beginning. Uh-huh. And you being someone I've known for such a long time, man, like, what yeah, do you how, mean? How like, sophomore year? Yeah. I don't want to date myself, dog. It, I'm gonna sound old. Oh, 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 it might have been like 08, probably yeah. 08. Yeah, it's been some time. I'm not even gonna do the math yeah, on we that. Bought, one. We bought 30 now. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. <laughs> oh, man. oh man, but them them central days is definitely where the bond formed, where mm-hmm. where the 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 love and the connection started to develop, man. And um, for those of you who don't know, me and Nick, we met in Spanish class. Spanish class. <laughs> and we... Miss um, Earnhardt. Yo. Shout, shout out to Miss Earnhardt. Shout out to Miss <laughs> Earnhardt. And in that class, I promise you, we was talking about it earlier. The only thing I remember from that class was... Um, what's the word? Sacapuntas? Uh, Chispas or something like that. Chispas? Uh, yo, I, I, there was a lot of words I did not remember. I ain't gonna lie to you. All the words that don't matter, that's what I remember. Like, Yeah. It's kind of uh, sad. Like bully grafo. How do you say sharpener? Uh, sharpener, pencil oh, sharpener again. Oh, how do you say sharpener? Was I don't it, remember. I yeah, that might have been it. Sacapunta. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'm um, on tostado. <laughs> you mean? Con queso, pantalones. I can't, right. I can't. <laughs> yo, stop, stop. But I definitely remember being in that class, and we neither one of us was on a football team at the time. Mm-hmm. And we knew the tryouts was coming out. And you was like, yo, you going to the tryouts? And I was like, yeah. And I was like, you going? He's like, yeah. And then you feel me? The, the rest is history from there, man. So that led to the up seasons of the the 9-1 didn't make the playoffs, even nah, though we was 9-1. Nah, we got robbed. robbed. We was the best team day. in CT history. I don't care what nobody say. But um, they was, I ain't playing. Yo, <laughs> I didn't play. I was on JV. I was definitely second string. Second string. But um, you know, to the senior year, and just everything in between, especially like the weightlifting and uh, even the funny moments in between, like butter them up. Butter them up. <laughs> butter them up was definitely a classic. Oh, Catalina broke the water fire. Yo, when uh, what's his name? What's the coach at Harding game when he threw the helmet? He threw, I, I think it might have been Castillo through Castillo, a helmet. Castillo, Castillo, yeah, yeah. And then, of course, throw the post. Throw the post. <laughs> throw the post. <laughs> we ain't gonna talk about, we We're not going to talk about that, though. But it, a lot of great memories started there, man. And one of the one of the biggest places where memories was made was in that weight room. Yeah, for sure. That weight room was a different type of vibe in there, man. The camaraderie and just the competitive nature in that room. 
was on another level, especially out of any other high school in Connecticut. Like we was on a different level. Nah, we was we was the best, and we want we knew and we wanted to be the best. We, we was the strongest yeah. team in the state. And that's something we like took pride, uh, pride in. What, what was it like, senior? Like fourteen thousand pounds. Yeah, it was like over like fourteen thousand pounds. We lifted, set yeah. a state record. Yeah, we so knew, we knew that we just competed that way. And I mean, you're right. That's where a lot of the, the the bonds and the competitiveness took place. And that's where a lot of the drive for me took place. I mean, in that weight room, you know, I I wanted to be strong. I wanted to be better. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just want to be stronger than everybody else. It's it honestly started with the seniors. Like I seen like Ray Ray and and a lot of them seniors lift. I'm like, dog. E-Banks. I'm E-Banks, right? I'm, I'm, like, I'm trying to be strong like them. Let me go live with them dudes. I mean, so I just I just kept it going. I just kept getting stronger and stronger. And then, I mean, that's where that love, that drive came from. Yeah, man. So saying, you know, that's where the love and the drive came from, do you feel like that's what, where that birth of like you and weightlifting, like your whole saga of eventually leading to being assistant strength and conditioning coach at a D1 institution, mm-hmm. do you think it was born right there in that moment? Um, I don't know if born, um, mm-hmm. when I was growing up, I kind of lifted with my dad a little bit, like here and there, he had like a little bit of weights. Um, so I kind of just lifted with him every now and then, but like more refined, I would say in that weight room, I kind of had like a clear picture of like, all right, this is what I need to do to get strong. All right, this is how I need to compete. This is how I need to mentally strain to get better, to, mm-hmm. you know, compete with the rest of these dudes. So it was more defined there. And I kind of got a clear picture of like what I'm chasing. So. It definitely for those of you who don't know Nick Dad, Nick Dad has the strongest hands. <laughs> Nick Dad got the strongest hands in America. So I can see where it was definitely born at home with the way he switched dad. That man could pick up hot lava and not feel it, dog. His hands are strong. It's them Jamaican hands, man. Yo, them them working hands. hands. They don't build hands like that no more. Pick up car engines. <laughs> but um Okay, so then, you know, we go from Central to now we at WestCon. It's freshman year. We roommates, like, yeah. football is going. You feel me? Now it's college football. D3 football. It's like, uh, what's that show that you used to watch? Blue Mountain State? State. <laughs> it's like our, our version of Blue Mountain State. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, we get to a program where they haven't won a game in years. I think it was uh, 0-20 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Only twenty by the time we got there. Yeah, it was it, it was a lot. It was a lot, man. So then, going through the losing seasons, how was that? You know, because you talk about being at Central, you got that ultra competitive nature. Mm-hmm. Now you go from being in a winning program, you went nine and one, and all these different things, to now it's like, yo, we can't, we can't, we can't win no games. <laughs> like we can't, we can't do nothing. Yo, we can't get nothing right. Yeah, I mean that's crazy. That's something I still talk about to this day. Got you know. Closer. Going from um, going from Central where everyone expected to win. Like, dog, we was going to a game. Like, nah, we should beat these dudes. I remember going to, like, McMahon or Bassick or Harden. Like, man, we should clap these dudes. Mm-hmm. Going to Western where they get clapped up, going 0-10. <laughs> and after every game, everyone is cool with it. I'm like, what is wrong with y'all, bro? Y'all got no pride. Y'all don't want to compete. Everything you hear right after the game in the locker room is that we at the football house. I'm like, dog. Yo, that is not it, bro. I hated, I hated losing. I hated being a part of losing teams. I didn't want to be around it. And the only thing, well, not the only thing, but one of the things that kept me like, like focused or or competitive was like my background at Central. I'm like, bro, I'm I'm a I'm a competitor, dog. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm I just want to compete against the best. I want to be the best. So I just worked like that. And after that freshman season, I said, 
I'm gonna come back and I'm gonna be stronger than everybody here. I'm gonna be better than everybody here. That's why I'm on my goals like the whole off season. I was like, I'm trying to be better than everybody there. And I think I, I mean, I, I think I accomplished that goal other than like alignment and stuff like that. But everyone in my position group, I felt like for sure I was stronger than everybody. I was, you know, working outworking everybody there. So I mean, yeah. that's that's kind of like my mindset going forward after that season. So the competitive nature, you know, and and staying true to that part of yourself. You, you stuck with it, and then it led to us, you know, ultimately turning that program around, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. getting a ring, getting a taste of that victory, being a part of a championship team. How was that for you? Did you feel like, all right, I went through the struggle, and now, like, I'm on the other side of that kind of piece? Yeah, I mean, it felt like the culmination of, like, our hard work. Yeah. Like, we're finally seeing, like, the fruits of it. Like, you know, we work hard. We practice hard. You know, we, we got better every year, so more better recruits came. Like, why aren't we getting better? And then all of a sudden, bam, we won that first game. Then mm-hmm. the next season, things turned around. We just kept getting better and better. I'm like, yo, this is this is amazing. This then, is it. Then we win that joint. And, then, man, that was <laughs> – I was elated. Like, that was that was like my Super Bowl. That was like one of the greatest things uh, I was proud of, like, in college. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I love this. I always want to be a part of this. I always want to be a part of sports and, and winning championships and competing for things like this. So, I mean, I don't know. Just a lot of things help form – like my mindset and my drive to like where I'm at right now. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. So now we get the part where you've turned the program around, you won, like like that's the culmination of all your hard work. But bigger than the championship, you know, we received and won and all of those great memories that came along with it. I think, you know, just from knowing you, it sounds like the relationships you built there, specifically with Coach Connors. Mm-hmm. My That's my <laughs> <And> guy. <laughs> for those of y'all who don't know Coach Connors, Coach Connors might have been the craziest coach I've ever met. Craziest for sure. <laughs> but he cared the most. And you could see, it came off in how crazy he was. If he wasn't riding you, <laughs> he didn't like you. And if he stopped riding you, then that means he gave up he, on he, you. And he okay. was definitely riding, a lot, especially D-line, mm-hmm. like because that was his position, was on everybody, man. So kind of just – Speak to, like, the relationship you had with Coach Connors and how that ultimately, like, helped springboard you into where you're going next. That's crazy. I don't even remember, like, how our relationship got formed. I think um, I think when he first got there and we were working out and stuff like that, he was saying that uh, I was a good kid. I was like, you're a good kid, and I like that. I think, I think that is where our relationship kind of formed. I mean, I wasn't trying to be a good kid. I I just like working out. I mean, you <laughs> said I like being in the gym. I, yeah, I like being here for me. So Pick I like being. I like being there early. I like you know training hard because I, I mean I felt like I was always chasing something. So I mean, I guess naturally he just like developed like a liking towards me. Then, then moving on towards the season, I mean, Coach Connors, man. All right, well, that's my dog. Like I I love to this day I, I'll talk to Coach Connors uh, every now and then. It may not be like full-blown conversations but like he will reach out and i'll respond or whatever but um yeah i mean he he definitely like helped shape my my mindset or form a mindset to be like a a dog i mean he was an animal and that's all he's about about savagery about just being tough about being mentally tough being a man and uh, i appreciated that because that's what you need like there's there's different mentors you're gonna have different stages of your life you know, and different people that lead you, like growing up, it's your parents, like in college, it may need to be a coach. And he was that guy that kind of helped like mold everything for me and kind of shape the direction I wanted to go in. He was tough and he cared a lot. He cared a whole lot. He definitely he, did. He let you know that he cares about you. He, you know, he lets you know he wants you to be great. 
And I appreciated that because, I mean, everybody needs direction. Everybody needs someone to t- point them like, this is what you need to do or this is what you need to stay away from. And I appreciated him being in my life to, to be that person. And you know, as college was like winding up, I was wondering like, what am I going to do? I knew I liked training. I look, knew I liked being around sports. I knew I wanted to stay in it forever. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know anything about, you know, the bigger side of sports, D1 sports, NFL, or any professional teams or anything like that. So he was like, why don't you try an internship? I had no idea what the hell that was. <laughs> so, so internship? What's that? I'm like, well, what are we doing? We talking about internship. What you mean talking about working for free? He said, go. I, just, I didn't even know about that, bro. I thought I'd get paid for that joint. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I, I could go intern, get paid for a little bit, work around these NFL, I mean, uh, D1 teams. I'm like, all right. So some way or another, I got around to um, looking up the internship for uh, for UConn. And um, I reach out to Coach Bayless. Shout out Coach Bayless. He's a... Um, Coach Bayless is actually just the head strength coach at Notre Dame right now. And but he was at UConn at the time? He was at UConn, yeah. Dope. Yeah, he been around. He a legend in the game. But um, I reach out to him, and then I get the internship. Not, I mean, I didn't know it was going to be like a whole other people there, but that's part of me being naive and not knowing what goes on. But I get up there and um, do an interview and then come back home, and they, they say, all right, bet you got the internship. So from then on, I mean – that's a whole nother journey that <laughs> we'll speak on in a little bit. But that, I mean, having Coach Connors in my life to point me in that direction, I mean, I'm forever grateful because uh, if it, I mean, I don't know, maybe I would have got from someone else, but I doubt it. But he was the one that pointed me in that direction and, and kind of steered me towards kind of where I'm at right now and all the lessons he taught us. You know, the, the yeah, secretary, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sec- the best athlete ever. The best athlete. <laughs> About heart, having a heart, about being tough, never giving up. I mean, all that stuff. I feel like he instilled those values in me. You know yeah, Coach Connors is definitely that kind of person. Like you, you don't ever leave a conversation with Coach Connors like not feeling charged up to do something. Oh my god, he I'm that kind of coach. He'll tell you to run through the wall, and you're gonna be like, I bet. he crazy, but I'm gonna do that. I think I could do that. Yeah. <laughs> he was definitely different, and I, he'll never admit it, but I feel like he liked me too. Oh yeah, yeah. cuz he was a D-line coach yeah. so he hated everything O-line yeah, of but course. he I, he liked me. I don't care no. Yeah. <laughs> he could tell. I, I mean, could tell. Listen. You could tell if he definitely disliked you. That's a fact. You knew if he yeah. didn't like yeah, you. Yeah, if he dis- There's a couple you people knew if he, he disliked you. So I mean, if you want the fans not knowing, I'm pretty sure then you on the on the right side. Of yeah, it. yeah, that man. I knew he liked me. <laughs> yeah. But um okay. So now we get from Westcon, you know, you you're at UConn now. You're you're doing this internship. It's a free program. Yeah, like, and then that ultimately leads you from going for to UConn to Georgia, mm-hmm. and now at Georgia you're working again for free. Yep. Okay. So now, speak about how you get to Georgia and like the decision making behind even like, okay, I'm just gonna go and do this again, doing it for free, but now I'm doing it on a whole completely different part of the country. All right. Uh, shoot. So all right, UConn. Now, when I get there, I go in with the same mindset. Like, I'm ready to compete. I'm ready to be better than everybody else. You know, whether it's being the best intern, being the best, whatever you want me to be, I'll be that. You know, yeah. I, I had I wanted to be better than everybody else. I did not know that this game was so different, though. It's more than just being good. Like, it's more. It's about being able to endure. It's about being able to deal with difficult situation. It's about being able to 
you know, take coaching, being a yeah. leader, growing up real fast. And uh, I don't know, it kind of came as a surprise. I learned that interning is a lot of grunt work, man. You are working <laughs> for free. Emphasis on em- the free. Emphasis on the free. You are working for free for long days. I don't think there was any day that was shorter than 10 hours. Yikes. Any day that was shorter than 10 hours. You're training all day. You're on your feet for the majority of the day. And did I mention you're working for free? (laughs) (laughs) Do we need to say any more? You're working working for free? free? All right. So a lot of that I could deal with because I I, I enjoy, you know, I enjoy what it it is. I enjoy training athletes. I enjoy being around the sport of football. And I I thought, Mm. like, finally being at a a D1 school, this is, like, it's still so cool to me. All right. That wears off, by the way. Yeah, all that being starstruck. Yeah, it's still, like, really cool. I'm like, dang, man, look at this. Like, I can't believe I'm here. Every now and then, after I, like, get done doing some type of work, I get on Snapchat and record something just for memories. Like, yo, I can't believe I'm here. Not knowing that's the beginning of my journey, but, like, thinking, like, dang, this is, look at this. Look, this is the height of my life. Mm -hmm. But um, that grunt work and the hard hours and all the, the work you put in for that, whatever amount of time you spend on the the internship, whether it be a summer or a season or however long you're there. I mean, for those guys that, that stick around, you develop like bonds and relationships with them. They become like your like intern brothers or something like that. And yeah. That's a family. At yeah. That it's, point. it's really like a family because you just been through everything with these dudes. Like you've been through the, the longest days, the longest hours, the hardest work getting screened up by coaches, not being appreciated. And then you kind of talk to yourself and just laugh about things and joke around and be, I become brothers but you develop some cool relationships there. And um, so after I got back from UConn, you know, I was, went home for a little while, kind of figure out what my next move was. I was doing all kinds of nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> working at Kohl's. Uh, Definitely work, remember the Kohl's. Working at Kohl's. Definitely was in Kohl's. Kohl's ain't even there no more, yeah, I, I think. I don't know. I think it's an Aldi's now. Don't say that. Yeah, that one, it was the one in Fairfield, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's an Aldi's, Aldi's now. Aldi's, wow. Yeah, ain't even there no more, dog. I was coaching, like, this youth football team in Fairfield, just trying to make some money, just doing anything. And um, I don't know. It's been a, it. I was trying to figure my life out at that point because mm. I was not too far removed from graduating. Because you think about, it, I went to UConn three days after I graduated. Dang, it was three days. Three days after, I like, so you walked across that stage, and then three days later, it's like, all right, I'm out. Right to UConn, so I spent the entire summer there. And then after I got home, that was my time to be like, oh shoot, I just graduated. Like, yeah, what, it finally what, sunk what in. What do I do with my life? And like, all right, I I knew I wanted to get into. Uh, strength and conditioning at that point because I, I got a clear picture of like what this business looks like but it's different because not everybody's going to have the same opportunities yeah um, for different reasons being an intern you're not able to work because you have such long hours and if you're not able to work I mean you can't pay your bills you can't pay rent and at that point you're probably living on your own so you have all these expenses and if you don't have money to to pay all these things, then, I mean, you can't do the internship. So I was kind of faced with that dilemma there. I'm like, I want to mm-hmm. go do another internship. And I was thinking, like, well, I just burnt through a lot of my parents' money trying to be up at UConn. Being up at UConn, <laughs> yeah. That's the side of it they don't tell you. Yeah. So I'm like, dog, I can't I can't do this again to my parents. So I need my plan was like, let me go work for a few months and then try and do another internship. Well, me working for a few months was just – barely covering my expenses I already had already. So I'm like, all right, this is not going to work out. I need to find another plan. So from then, I was like, 
my parents are getting impatient. You know, I don't, you know, Caribbean <laughs> parents, uh, they yeah. get real impatient. You get the questions, what are you doing with your life? You know, why aren't you, next? why aren't you trying to find a job? Mm-hmm. Maybe you should think about something else. I'm like, all right. And well. then especially if you already got like another sibling that looked like they kind of oh, got yeah. it figured out. Oh, it's yeah. like, that ask pre- your brother. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that pressure is on, man. Uh-huh. So I get into, uh, I get into nursing, man. I, I get into a nursing program. Nick the nurse. Yeah. And I knew for a fact that is not something I wanted to do ever, ever. But I knew it was something that would make my parents proud or they wouldn't have a problem with it. And they'd accept it. They'd accept it. Yeah. So midway through that program, I'm like, dog, I'm not, I'm not doing this. I could not see myself doing it. So I stopped going. I was supposed to go to school one day and I just like, I'm not doing this. My parents walked through past the room and was like, aren't you going to school? I'm like, nah, man, nah, I, ain't, I ain't doing that no more, man. <laughs> So that turned into a big drama, man. And I was trying to figure out what to do with my life. And I started doing some little youth coaching on the side. And I got a call from one of my boys. Um, I'm like, what's going on, man? It was actually one of the dudes I interned with at UConn. Mm-hmm. He said, hey, what you doing? And I'm like, sure, I'm just working right now. He said, you trying to come out to the University of Georgia? I'm like, nah, dog, I can't afford it out there. Like, I don't know. I got to, I got to think about it. He said, I can, I can get you in here, man. I can, I t- I can talk to the coach right now. I'll get you in here. I'm like, all right, but if you could, if you could get me in there, I'm going to think about coming. <laughs> so he calls me back. The coach called me and I'm like, all right, I guess I'm down. <laughs> so he said, we want to meet you. So spring break, I drove down to Georgia mm. and went for a little interview. And they was like, yeah, you good. I mean, met with them. It was, mind you, it was one of the most intimidating interviews of my entire life. Um, came back. They said, you're good. So you start back in the summer. So drove back home, and I had, like, two months to prepare myself for what was coming. Like, oh, mm-hmm. shoot, it's about to be a huge change. Like, I got to tell my girl I'm moving down to Georgia. Yeah. I got to tell my, like, everybody, yo, I'm out of here, dog. And um, by the time I get to that point, I was like, all right, I'm ready for this experience. I'm ready to go. Let's do it. Let's make Let's it happen. It. And then uh, from there, I mean, things just started to take off. Like, I, I went down there, and I really, I truly, that was that was the the point. That that whole experience was what defined my, my entire life, I feel like. Mm. Um, I feel like if I didn't go through the whole Georgia experience, I wouldn't be where I'm at right now. Um, long story short, Georgia was Georgia. <laughs> Georgia was the the hardest, <laughs> the most difficult time of my entire life. Yeah. When I talk about struggle, when I talk about hardships, when I talk about life lessons, I experienced them all in Georgia because it's my first time living in a different state by myself with all the expenses that I had back at UConn plus more. I'm paying more rent. And <laughs> the the work is way different. Now, being at UConn is one thing, but now you're at Georgia just coming off a national championship loss to Alabama. The expectation is extremely high. The, the standards is way the different. standards are so different. Way different man. out there. The work ethic, the the expectation from just the interns alone, mm-hmm. you have to be perfect, man, because they're grooming you to become coaches. So, you know, I learned a whole lot there. I grew a whole lot there. I realized a whole lot there, like measuring stick wise, like, okay, I need to be there. Cause I'm nowhere near there. 
So, you know, naturally, I'm more reserved. I sit back and I observe. Like, yeah, take it all I in learn. first. I, I learn. I'm not going to be the first one to, to jump in and like, no, nah, this is what was going on. Like, no, I'm going to sit back and observe the room. Like, okay, this is how they do things. All right, that's that's wrong. No, this is this is what you need to do. Uh, they want someone to be more intentional. Someone with more, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know, but you're going to find yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they want someone to to step up and then, you know, take be charge. Be more proactive. Here, proactive kind of thing. All right. You know, so I learned those things. All right. So having those experiences, I kind of grew myself, become better, you know, whether it be good enough for them or, or not. I felt like I was still growing as a, a coach because, you know, I've, I, it's all new to me. Yeah. So um, with it all being new, right, do you feel like a combination of the newness, you in a whole different state, living in a whole different place, and just the amount of pressure that was there, do you feel like that was like a make or break situation? Like I could either fold under all this pressure or I could like come out like dope on the other side of it. Honestly, I wouldn't even think about all that. I was just <laughs> <laughs> because it felt like Every single day, I was Atlas carrying a boulder on my shoulder. Every single day, walking yeah, up there, yeah, I'm wait. like, I just got to get through this, dog. I just got to get through this day. And that's all I thought about every day. Um, whether it be, you know, the amount of bills piling up on my desk, uh, you know, my car being about to be repossessed, like, every every other month. Me, yeah. not, me not being able to pay my, uh, my rent and they about to evict me. Me juggling bills, like, I which bill I got to pay this month. Um, can I, can I, you know, offer them like $20, see if they take $20. Yeah, said I got five on it. Asking, <laughs> man, listen, asking people to pay some bills for me, like, would there be those kind of pressures or, you know, just trying to figure out if I'm even going to make this thing? Like, am I good enough? You know, should I even be here? Mm -hmm. You know, just all those kind of pressures. I wasn't even thinking about like, oh, if I get through this, I might be. No, I wasn't even thinking about that. <laughs> so I'm just trying to get through the day. I'm just trying to get through, trying the, day, get through boss, the day, You know, and at the time, like, like I said, in order to do an internship, you had to have some money. So I had taken up a job with that uh, work with my schedule that would accommodate me being, you know, busy for 90 percent of the day because I would be there from like 6 a.m. till probably like around 6 p.m. Mm. So I'm like, oh, I have to find a job that lets me get there after six. So I became like a delivery driver, um, delivering food. And this job, you only made money off tips. So you can drive five miles, 10 miles to someone's house or whatever it is. And if you don't get a tip, then that's just, that's what it is, man. You just, yeah, you just, you just, not just took, a, you just took a hell, man. Thing right there. And it's not a lot of money. You may come off the week maybe with like $300, right? So $300, it sound, it sound great, but you driving for hours, so you putting in putting gas, gas in your car, man, you, you spent got the oil changes. Yeah, yeah, my car was getting destroyed, dog. So I probably spent half that money in uh, gas and repairs and stuff like that. So at that time, I was trying to pay my bills. I'm like, shoot, I ain't got enough. But um, so then um, cause we was talking earlier, so trying to just survive and make it day by day out there with bills and and, and money and all those situations, things too. But you also talk, talked about food. Mm. So how was you eating out there? <laughs> so I really wasn't. Like, I wasn't, I wasn't. Um, for a lot of times, I, I had to, as, as sad as it sounds, I had to go hungry, like, certain nights. like Or I set myself up to, like, have some type of meal. Like, I'll take protein shakes from the weight room. I'll take peanut butter and jelly from the weight room, like little protein bars, and that'll be my dinner. Or 
my girl would um she would send me some money and like go buy some groceries and I decided like am I gonna buy these groceries I'm gonna try and pay a bill or something. <laughs> um, that's, that's tough decisions it's though tough, it's, it's like tough. am I gonna eat or am I gonna pay this yeah bill? man so there's times I, there's definitely been times where I sat in my car like crying or like thinking about like is this, is this even worth it man like I'm putting myself through all this and I don't even know if it's gonna be worth it because I'm hearing listen you hear the reality of the situation more and more when these coaches talk to you they're like listen there's only limited positions in this country and they're all filled right now if they weren't filled, they're going to get filled. Yeah. And what, what makes you think they're going to take you? You're never going to make it. I'm oh, like, so they're not even pouring into you like nah, in a positive way. No, nah, not really. Only the ones they really like, and they only liked you if you've been there for a while, and I just got there. Yeah, so, so it's definitely not you. No, it definitely ain't. <laughs> it definitely, <laughs> definitely ain't you yet. So there'd be times I'm like wondering, like, this is even worth it, man. Like, I went through some of the, the most difficult challenges out there where I'm questioning, like, why am I even here, bro? Why am I here? Why did I put myself through this? Why am I starving? Why am I in debt? Why did I destroy my credit? Yeah. <laughs> all of these bills are in the red. Like, 90 days past due. Credit karma looking like a 250 Boy, <laughs> listen. Credit karma. I didn't ain't, I ain't even look at credit karma for months. I'm like, this is just embarrassing, man. Say, ain't no way I'm opening this. No, no. <laughs> I, last time I opened it up uh, when I was out there. I see, you know, they got these little red dots to help show you mispayments. Yeah. It was more red dots than green dots. Man. Nah. <laughs> so I was, oh, man. I was, I was questioning a lot of things. And, um, you know, it came to the end of it. I spent a year out there. I came home and then, you know, I just went through a little depression, man. I came home and I was like, this is all for nothing. I went through all of that for nothing. That was around like 2019. I came home. Yeah. And I was like, bro, I just went through the, most difficult time of my life, a year spent out there for nothing, destroyed my car, like put so many miles on it and everything was wrong with it, yeah. destroyed it. Now you wondering like, what did I gain yeah, from I that? Yeah, bro, I got nothing. So I, I came back worse than when I left. I was sending out emails. I probably emailed over a hundred coaches throughout the country mm. asking them for just a response. Like, hey man, like I was at University of Georgia for a year, blah, blah. I would like a re- opportunity to talk to you. Never got a reply. Only person that replied to me was one dude from uh, like Northwestern or something like that. And he said to me, like, I understand how, how this process works for interns. It's it's like frustrating. You may never get a response, but stick at it, blah, blah. And that, I mean, for a moment that felt good, but ultimately it didn't feel, feel any good because yeah. I, I still, it, it, I still ain't got a job. Nothing. I still ain't got a job. Like, So I was like, damn, this is for nothing, bro. And six months go by i'm not really working i'm just doing some side joints on, on the like training yeah, average on the side. here and there yeah i'm still struggling to pay bills i got even more pressure on my back now because it looked like i went to georgia and failed from my parents like point of view and from my point of view because you know i weigh my my um opinion the heaviest like i think yeah. like, I, I failed out there the way you think of yourself is like so much bigger even when people are telling you positive things if you don't think that way about yourself, it's like, I don't yeah, care you, what positive you tell them. Yeah, you don't believe it. You don't believe it at all. Yeah. But um, I feel like I failed. So twenty all of 2019, uh, well, half the year 2019, I feel like I failed. And I was, I was, it was a depression, man. I, everybody in my house talked about how I wasn't the same afterwards. I wasn't happy in the house. I wasn't positive. I was always negative. I was always talking about, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh. So how dreams you, is for suckers. Yeah, yeah, man. Forget <laughs> dreams, man. We talking about dreams. What are we dreaming for? You create your own reality, man. You want something, you got to go work for it, man. Forget a dream. <laughs> That's my dream job. Nah, forget dream jobs. You got to work for it, man. And I was just <laughs> negative. Anytime someone talked about something positive, I was the opposite. I was just negative and angry. 
And I, I would admit, I wasn't pleasant to be around. I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't happy. I, if I seemed happy on the outside, it was probably temporary, but I was not happy. And, yeah, um, like genuinely happy. Yeah, I wasn't genuinely happy. Yeah. And I was trying everything. I was scattering, trying to figure out what am I doing with my life. I tried to apply like 100 different jobs in Indeed a day. That was my legit a goal for me. Every day I wake up, I applied 100 jobs. And before I could leave my house, I got to apply to 100 jobs, and I get nothing. I go on stupid interviews like, oh, this is not this is nothing. Like, I was, yeah. I was trying to become an insurance adjuster. I don't even know what that is, bro. <laughs> insurance adjuster? <laughs> I applied to just about Yo. everything. Anything that was on there, I applied to. I tried to be a math teacher. I can't even do I that. I don't think math is your thing. <laughs> <laughs> I know you. Bro, you know, math teacher. You know, those, math you know those jobs <laughs> where you go overseas to teach English to like little Chinese kids? No way you was about to go teach I applied to them I'm like, you know, China ain't so bad, dog. Nah. Oh, my God. Nah, that's Man, I was desperate, and I was searching for everything. And then, um, I don't know, I started working at Orange Theory, and I'm like, all right, this is cool. It's little, it's 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 stability. Like, at least I'm getting a paycheck, and, uh, you know, I felt like I'm stable for a little while, but I was going through it, man, like. I got broke down, started crying and, and talking to God, like saying, like, what what is wrong with me? Like, what am I doing wrong? And I, it, it kind of hit me like I'm trying to do too much. I'm trying to take control of my life when every plan I'm making is messing up. It's because mm-hmm. I'm making those plans. And I, I know that's not how I'm supposed to go. I know he's supposed to lead me. I'm supposed to put put my all into him and, and he leads my direction. Amen. And um, at that moment, I was like, you know what? You know, he said, you know, let your will be done. Like, I'm, I'm just going to do that. I'm going to, you know, let you have your own way. And, and I'm just going to, whatever you have for my life, you gonna, you you just take control. And I'm just going to sit back and, you know, not trying to fight it, not trying to create my own way anymore like I've been doing. Because clearly my, ain't work, my way ain't working. Yeah, you feel me? You're trying to make it happen on your own, and clearly it's, my it's way not working. going that way. But, um, yeah, like I said, I started working at Orange Theory. And, you know, I always say, I got these, these quotes I live by, like, everything has for a reason or, you got to do what you got to do to get you where you want to be or mm-hmm. every experience you had shapes, you know, who you are becoming or where you're supposed to be. So the Georgia situation, you know, it was rough, man. I, it was rough. It broke me down and I didn't want to fail again. So when I got to Orange Theory, you know, I had a coach that like really believed in me. He's like, oh man, you got to know who you are, man. You just came from Georgia. You a tough dude. He like, he like really believed in me. Like, man, you got to know who you are. You are, you the man. I'm like, Man, I, I you don't believe, you know what I just went through. I, I failed at everything. I ain't the mm. man. He's like, no, you the man. You, you got to believe who you are. Believe in yourself, man. Yeah, and he just kept saying that when he was training. Like, you got to believe. You the big dog. He kept saying that. I was like, you the big dog. You the big dog. I'm like, all right, I ain't the big dog. <laughs> That's me. Say, I'm in charge. I'm in charge. I'm the big dog. <laughs> all right, so I, so, I mean, ever since then, I, I started becoming more and more confident in myself. Mm-hmm. And, um... I kind of developed like a, a voice, like a coaching voice, because that was one of my my issues I lacked over at Georgia. You know, you got to be able to, pre- to present yourself. Like you go into a room, you you got to be to to own the room. What they say, is, they tell all the time, you got to be able to, you know, own the room. I couldn't do that over there. I had a little little baby nervous, but like, yeah. hey man, you got two sets of this, that ain't gonna fly. So over there, I, you you're on your own. You the coach there. Ain't no ain't no backup. Ain't no team of interns repeating the same things is you yeah so you gotta make that work exactly so i'm like all right bro i gotta i gotta figure it out or i'm back in the same situation so i developed a sense of confidence in like who i was and and able to own the room and speak out and you know for a time it was it was thriving man i was i was (laughs) i was doing well for like maybe like four or five months so i started working there like what may 
I was doing well for a couple months, and then it got to a point where I was like, bro, what am I even doing again? Like, am I going to do this for the rest of my life? Yeah, is, is am this, I about to be here at Orange Theory? Is this my life, bro? Is this? So I kind of got into that little lull again where I was like, damn, bro, here we go again. I'm about to be fighting these battles again. And, you know, lo and behold, like, it was the end of the year, 2019, and I'm playing Madden. I probably was playing one of y'all clapping y'all up. First of all, but, um, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's calm down. Yeah. All right. You're not that nice. I was, I was, back then? You're not that back guy. Back then? Bro. You're not that guy. Bro. 2019? JR would beg to differ. <sighs> June up, would probably beg to differ. Shout out to JR. But uh, June, JR is a June was trash. June is definitely June trash. June is trash. But uh, I was playing Madden, and uh, I got a call from one of the interns I was, um, Intern with that Georgia. He said, What you doing right now? I said, I'm playing Madden. He said, No, what are you doing for work? I said, Shoot, bro, I'm an Orange Theory dog. I mean, shout out to the <laughs> Orange o. Gang. Shout out to the O dog. Took it to Orange the o, And he said, um, He said, Walker about to call you. I'm like, What? He said, Yeah, Walker about to call you. I'm like, For what, dog? I ain't trying to do no internship, bro. You know, I can't do this, right? He said, I don't know what he called me for, but he about to call you. So, bang. I'm like, All right, I get a call. I'm half-heartedly listening when I when I get the call because I'm like, bro, he about to offer me some internship, bro. Right? Yeah, that's I can't do I don't got another internship in me. Like, no, I'm offering you a, a position. I, I pause again. I turn that joint off. I think I was an online match. I just turned that joint off. I'm like, oh, <laughs> shoot. Wait, wait, what? He said, no, nah, I'm offering you a job. And I couldn't breathe. I started I started having heart palpitations. <laughs> I'm like stuttering. I'm like having shortness of breath. He said, calm down. He said... I said, I'm going to just need some time to think about it. He said, go go think about it. Bro, I sat in my room for like 20 minutes just like staring <laughs> like, what the hell just happened? I go downstairs. I'm like, yo, ma, I just got off of the job. It's like, where at? I'm like, like I, I don't know yet. It's, it's coming, but like, I just got off of the job. It's like, what? Everybody's like, so what's that mean? Are you going to take it? I was like, I don't know. It's in. Arkansas. <laughs> it's like, where? So I don't know what's out there. Arkansas. Dog. I was like, I need to clear my head, bro. I need to clear my head. So I leave. I go to the gym. And I can't even focus on a workout. It's at night, by the way. I can't even focus on a workout. I start doing some curls. I do one curl. I go over and do some legs. I start doing some shoulder. I'm like, what am I doing? I can't even focus. So I'm like, someone's like, what are you doing? I'm like, bro, I just got offered my dream job, bro. He's like, so Go. I'm like, bro, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so I don't I'm know so scared. Like, what I'm do like, I do? I'm scared. It's crazy how you want something for so long, bro. And then when it's in front of you, you just nervous to take that. Yo, job. you don't know. You nervous, bro. You nervous. Like, Cause I remember you hit us up. Bro, I, I called like, everybody. Should I take it? And we all sitting in the chat looking at Tulloch like, yo, yes, take it. What are you stupid? <laughs> hey, bro, the funniest thing because Miami was like, I told him, like, bro, I kind of got a good thing going on Orange Theory right now. <laughs> <laughs> Said this coaching that orange thing going kind of good, dog. I said, I'm kind of starting to get a groove here, man. Everybody like me, so like they might could make me manager. <laughs> He's like, bro, if you out your mind, bro. He said, if you don't go take your ass out to freaking Arkansas, I'm like, you right, you right. I gotta go. I got. I'm gonna take. It. I'm gonna take it right. So then it hit me. I'm like, oh shoot, I gotta tell my girl because she was with me when I when I went to Georgia and how how traumatic that was. Like, dang. I'm leaving her again. Mm-hmm. So I go out and go see her and tell her, like, yeah, I'm I'm going to Arkansas, bro. 
And the crazy thing is you don't have a lot of time. Like, I got told on a, a Monday, and I had to be out there by Friday on a plane. Man. Yeah. Yeah, that turnaround is yeah, crazy. Yeah, you had to pack your whole life up in four days and go. Mm. So, yeah, so I told her, and then she took off work the next day, and I was like, nah, we spending some time together. And then, uh, shoot, that was it. I was on the plane to Arkansas, and then the rest is the rest is history. Rest is history, man. Had but, that that I remember because you had that second going away. Because Tully got a first going away when you went to Georgia, Georgia right? Yeah. And we was like, it was so emotional. emotional <laughs> Everybody was, like, was crying like, yo, yeah, man, my boy made it out. <laughs> yo, my man's made it out the hood, and then you came back, and we like. <laughs> <laughs> and then he left again And we're like Hey don't come back yo, bro don't, Please don't come back <laughs> Don't come back Don't come back no more bro You gonna make it work out there Oh man And the thing too about it is like Like you said Everything you went through was for a reason And the perspective is crazy too Cause like Us not knowing everything you was going through in Georgia On our end we like Yo I got a man's He out in Georgia yeah, yeah. He doing his thing out there not knowing, like, you really out there fighting for your life. Bro, I was fight, I was fighting for my life, bro. Y'all seen Pursuit of Happiness, man. I was in I was in that damn bathroom, locking the bathroom door, sleeping on Yo, the, putting sleeping, the paper towel on towels the ground. Out, man. <laughs> then I had my Pursuit of Happiness moment, that clap at the end when I finally Yo. got my break, man. But um, so now you at Arkansas, and then, you know, you just won an Outback Bowl, coming yes, off fresh yes, off yes, the bowl, bowl game, bowl championship. Mm-hmm. So... Um, what's the next step? Like, where do you see yourself ultimately in this coaching thing? What's your goals? And like, where do you see yourself going with all of this? Goals are still the same. Goals have always been the same. I'm just going to continue to work and be the best. I said it a long time ago that I want to be the best coach in America. And I believe in myself that I can do that. And one of these these days, it's going to be be that. So the goal is still the same. Just continue to work there. Short-term goals, I mean, I'm just going to continue to learn. You know, I know I don't know everything, but I know I'm around people that do know a lot. So I'm going to absorb as much information as I can. I'm going to sit back and, you know, learn from the best people, you know. So that's that's my goal. Continue to work on myself because I know, you know, the moment you stop, the moment you get comfortable thinking you satisfied is when you stop growing. So yeah. I know I, I, I for myself, I can't let myself get complacent. I can't let myself become comfortable in where I'm at or you know, let somebody else pass me up because this, this business is cutthroat, man. There's mm-hmm. new people coming in every t- every year. So, you know, if I let myself get passed up, then I fail myself. I mean, I got to keep pushing forward. Okay. Okay. Um, goals long term. I mean, like I said, I'm going to be a head track coach somewhere, whether it be in uh, Bama. Uh, hey, if Bama come calling, <laughs> dog. If Bama come calling. Um, you know, college. Um, I, I ultimately want to retire, like, with some years in the NFL. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, just to say I did it. You Get know, that like, pro level yeah, in your yeah, experience and some pro experience. You know, um, ultimately, I mean, I just want to do what's right for my family, you know. Yeah. I want to make sure my family's quality of life is good. I want – I seen I seen the dark side of this thing where you it consumes you and you don't spend time with your family. You don't have a good family life. I never wanted to become that. So I want to have a good balance, you know. I want to – Yeah. I want to make sure I'm good, they're good, but my career is also good. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, that family, that's the most important piece. Most important piece, man. You feel me? Like, you what, gotta, what am I doing? Legacy is what it's all about. Legacy. I had that little Nick Jr., man. Oh. And I'm not talking about the TV channel. Eventually. Right. Eventually. <laughs> no time soon. 
Oh, man. So uh, I definitely appreciate you coming on here, man. It's definitely been a long time coming. Yeah, I'm glad yeah. we was able to sit down and finally connect and make this work. Of course. And one thing I'm going to ask you, right, because I ask everybody this, mm-hmm. what's one piece of advice you would give a younger version of yourself? That's so crazy. Cause, Drop um, it on. <clears throat> I was out in Tampa last week for the Outback Bowl, and uh, my wife and I were talking, and it was crazy. I, we were just talking about you know, just life in general, and mm-hmm. I said to her the same thing, and she asked me the same question. And uh, if I would tell my younger self, I would say, where you're at now is not where you're always going to be. Shoot. Uh, No, it was just last week. It was just last (laughs) week. But, uh, you know, things will get better. Yeah. And, you know, just stay focused because... The moment you get distracted is when you start to lose it all. Start falling off. Start falling off. You start losing the, the things that got you there, you know. And you never want you never want to backtrack because you know how hard you work to get there, you know. Mm-hmm. Stay focused. Always stay focused. Okay, okay. I like that answer, man. And I definitely want to say, you know, I've said it before, and I'm gonna say it again. You feel me? I said it at the first and the second going away dinner. You had. <laughs> um, I'm proud of you. I know yes. you know all of us in the chat, the fam. You feel me? Protect the secret. We we proud of you, dog. <laughs> um, and you definitely, in your own way, even though you know you may not see where you are inspiring other people, but you definitely leave an impact on other people because. We see you on these stages where, like like you said, we used to play the video game, and now you in the video game yeah, kind yeah, of thing. Like, yeah. we see you get to these new heights, and even though, of course, like, there's challenges along the way, mm-hmm. and even though there's moments where you wanted to quit, you didn't. So, even just that little bit right there is like, all right, if he didn't quit, I can't quit. You feel me? And yeah. We may be having different goals, different aspirations. It may not be NFL or whatever it may be, but you're definitely leaving that impact, not just on your family, but on your friends as well. And other people who see you do it. Like anyone who's crossed your path and they just your friend on Facebook and they see that. The amount of people that's proud of you just know like you're doing a good thing, man. Well, I definitely appreciate that, man. Yeah, man. Appreciate all the support from everybody. All right, all right. So appreciate you coming on. Glad we was able to do this, man. Um, And until next time, this is Daily Dimensions.